podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. And I'm joined today by Alan Morrison for a Celtic State of Mind's big live preview show. Alan, you've been contributing to Axom for a few years now, off and on. Um, Three or four years probably you started coming in and talking to us about stats and numbers. And um, it's great to see that your your own show, the show that you're involved in, um, is growing as well. Where can we find you on YouTube and on the socials? Yeah, gosh, yeah. So it's the Huddle Breakdown. So Huddle Breakdown on Twitter, uh, YouTube, all your normal streaming, Spotify, uh, iTunes, etc. Uh, we usually go live on a Thursday. Uh, if not live, we'll, we'll put a show out on a Thursday. And then end a, end a call, we'll do usually do a few pieces for, it's all part of the Breakdown Inc. channel. He'll, do, he'll be doing pieces during the week and he does collaborations with other other podcasters as well so lots going on but uh, yeah please please subscribe if you like the stats stuff and the tactical analysis and different perspectives then yeah get involved get involved indeed and on that note if you want to subscribe to uh, Celtic State of Mind do so on YouTube we're only 26 subscribers away from 18.3 thousand on there there is a competition you will be entered into to win two tickets um, at a, a really good uh, event at the Armadillo in Glasgow, 29th of May, involving Martin O'Neill, Chris Sutton, I think uh, Paul Lambert's there, Lubo Maravchik and Jackie Mack. Two tickets to that event. Just for subscribing, you will be put into the prize draw. It is the big one. We've been talking about it all week. And I've got to say, big shout out to JP Mason on Thursday, who called the team right. For anyone who hasn't seen the lineups, here we go. Joe Hart um, in goals with Juranovic at right back or right inverted fullback. Greg Taylor on the left. Carter Vickers and Starfelt in the centre. The midfield is made up of McGregor, Hatate and Rogic. Uh, Yakimakis is out, of course. We'll be discussing that. So the, the forward line is Jota, Maeda and a return uh, for Abada, which is his first start in six. On the bench, we have 11 subs. Bain, Julien, 
Interestingly, Kyogo on the bench, Turnbull, McCarthy, Johnson, Idiguchi, O'Reilly, Forrest, Ralston and Welsh. Quickly run through the Rangers side as well. McLaughlin, Tavernier, Goldson, Bassey, Barisic, Lundstram, Jack, Aribo, Ramsey, Kent and Roof. The only change from their European endeavours on Thursday being that Alan McGregor drops to the bench. Uh, we'll run through the team. Were you surprised at that lineup? I think the one change... That I had predicted, I I think I had, yeah, I had Kyogo in instead mm. of a bad. I had Jot on the right, Maid on the left. Yeah, no, I think uh, Andrew signposted that you know, Kyogo is probably not up to playing 90 or even 120 minutes as yet. So it's a completely uh, predictable lineup. But again, what we're seeing here is, uh, you know, consistency of, of selection, not make, not overcomplicating things again. You know, it's the lineup most people, I think, would have would have gone for anyway. Um, and and you know, as I say, he's, he's not he's not a manager that I, I think tries to play uh, silly games. Doesn't get over overthink things in terms of you know try, trying to outthink the other team. He believes that team playing the way that they have been playing in the last few, quite a while now actually um, is is good enough to win the game. And, mm-hmm. and that's a very simple message I think that he'll give. Yeah, you look at things like I remember for a spell going to Hamden and not feeling confident it looked as though we, we didn't fancy it uh, at the National Stadium. We now have won 17 games at Hamden on the bounce so in terms of form at the stadium it's in our favour uh, but I guess the biggest talking point we knew that Yakimakis was going to be out was uh, replacing him and how do we do it. What we have is Maeda um, up top a very different type of player and it's actually making see the sea very nervous today, Alan. Uh, Yakimakis has had quite a turnaround uh, from his kind of earlier games at Celtic to the point where you're absolutely gutted and devastated to a point when we're going into this game without the big man. Um, it gives us a completely different dimension up top. How much will we miss him today? Yeah, no, he is. And um, it's incredible the way that he has uh, become almost, you know, mission critical, uh, given how, how the, the season started for him uh, or didn't start. It was just very stop start really for him. Um, what what he has revealed and what he brings to the team um, has been the, the, even more than the goals, which have been tremendous and, and the ability in the box to find that little bit of space is you know, he's, he, if anything, he actually rivals Maeda in terms of his counter-pressing ability, his ability to press the opposition off the ball, his work rate, you know, and just the fact that his, his size, he gives, he gives the other team a different option, proposition. So for me, you know, I'm not worried about Abada coming in. After all, he's got six more scoring contributions than any other player in the squad, So, mm. you know, in terms of goals and assists. So he's not exactly weakening the team coming back in. Uh, he did give Barisic an absolute nightmare when they played against them in the Celtic Park game. Um, but having said all that, I did like this the way that the, the team, the front three were operating. And then include Yota in that in terms of they really had got into a rhythm of when and how they were pressing the opposition off the ball that I think was highly effective. So a little bit of a reduction in their effectiveness in that regard, I think, today. But that's that's the only the only sort of, I would say, weakening of the team in that in that sense. Yeah, you, you mentioned the game that uh, Abada played against Rangers at Celtic Park. And you're right, it was, it was excellent. Um, why do you think he dropped out for those five games? He never started for five five matches because I don't think he was running um, through a bad patch of form was he Alan? Um, no he, he hasn't I mean he, he is a player unlike probably 
Jota, for example, who's not always as involved in the game. He's not on the ball as much, and he's and he's probably you know not as effective in this kind of pressing, uh, counter pressing type. Uh, you know, first line of defence is not necessarily his biggest strength, and also he's just a young player. So there's probably a little bit of um, you know protecting him. Not not you know he's, he's had to carry a lot of burden for the team in the early part of the season. I mean, he played virtually every game, and he's mm-hmm. only a kid. So I think you. Know, but Postecoglou's one of the benefits he's got of getting people back fit now. He's he's able to make um, you know uh, you know he's got more more choice, more uh, you know more decisions to make in terms of people coming off the bench. And I think Abad has probably fitted into that role quite well. You know, you you mentioned him. He was at the uh, I think he was at the Liverpool game during the week with his uh, countryman near Beaton. Um, we have named 11 subs. Beaton isn't on the bench. I hadn't heard that he was injured, Alan. And do you think it must come, come down to that? Because he's a type of individual. I wouldn't expect him to start today. But he's he's invaluable on the bench for big games like today, isn't he? Yeah, well, I wondered what it would take to get Julian back on the bench. And it turns out it's a missing bit on it. can only be an injury. I mean, the manager seems to, seems to love him and, and trust him. Which is remarkable if you think about the first game of the season when he, he you know, he, he, he almost single-handedly lost the tie against uh, Michelin, you know, by being sent off for, for sheer stupidity. Yeah. You know, got got the season off to a terrible start. And you sort of that's that's the sort of incident where a manager um loses confidence in a player quite quickly. And if you can't trust a player, then there's there's often no way no way back from that. So fair fair play to to Bitton. I think he's become um you know he's become important to the squad in the role that he can play uh, even as a substitute. And you need players like that. And also, he's somebody who's happy to do that. I don't imagine Bitton's chapping on the door saying, I should be starting every mm. week. He's probably happy that at 30, Celtic's the biggest club he's ever going to play for. He's got a role. The manager likes him. He's probably happy to play that role. So, yeah, he's it's, it's, it's a loss. But then if we want to have someone that come on, I mean, you know, McCarthy's hugely experienced. And, and I know I know he's still a bit of a mystery as far as how he fits into this team. Yeah, but actually, defensively, he's probably as a defensive midfielder. There's probably nobody better in the squad. Um, and then Idiguchi, if you need a bit more, probably a bit more energy. So there's there's plenty of choices in that in that space. So it's 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 a it's a, it's a disappointing, but it's not a huge loss. Mm. It's a couple of things I picked up there, Alan. Firstly, yeah, Ange Postecoglou has managed that situation really well. With Beaton, how often have we seen managers throwing players under a bus? Um, it becomes almost personal at times and they just simply won't play the player for any number of reasons. But he hasn't done that. And uh, Beaton, at many points of this season, has been playing some of the best football we've seen from him. Uh, but also, it, it also suggests to me that the, the guys who are not involved must really be out of Angie's plans. You know, and the, some of the players that I'm thinking of are the likes of Bolingoli and um, Ajeti and Soro. These guys are not getting a sniff, even when you're naming a loving subs on the bench. So I think that Angie's already looking ahead to the next transfer window um, and how to build an even stronger squad. I, you know, there's maybe a surplus of about half a dozen players who are regarded as first-teamers, Alan, and if we can get them out the door they won't all go out permanently I don't think and maybe bring in four or five quality replacements who are contributing and knocking on the door um, it strengthens the entire squad doesn't it yeah. um, by the way big shout out to friends of a Celtic state of mind Dictator the band uh, will be getting played at Hamden not live 
but over the tannoys before the game. Um, and I don't know if they want me to say this, but they're big Celtic fans and they are delighted <laughs> that they're getting played at Hamden Park today. Great band, check them out and check out their session on our page um, as well. Big talking point again, and it's been going on ever since the second leg, I think, against Bodo Glimtalen, is the European endeavours and how they affect negatively positively. Uh, Obviously we know on Thursday night there was uh, extra time for Rangers to play but the question is, is it going to affect them today? Well, it it may do. Um, I I think it's a game where they're going to be massively up for it. They've had a couple of days, I suppose, recovery. It's not ideal but to be honest these teams have been playing Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday all season. So it really, it's 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 no different to what what, what we've been used to. In fact, over the last three years, actually, uh, these teams both both sides have been in the Europa League. So that 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 Sunday Thursday cadence is something you should be used to in terms of recovery um, protocols and, and 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 the habits and so forth. So I wouldn't read too much into that. What what what, what I will be looking for is I'm, I'm expecting them to play very similarly to how they started. Ibrox, which is to, 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 to kind of almost, almost the Derek McInnes man-to-man uh, approach, and but obviously with a lot better players, uh, they'll go man-to-man, they'll press Celtic high, they'll try and force errors, and they'll try and stop the ball getting up to Celtic's front three. Um, now that's that's a very tiring way of playing. <laughs> it's very demanding, both from a concentration perspective and, and physically. Um, I think Arebo will sit on on McGregor, um, and and they'll try and stop Celtic building the play that way. So, you know. Will, how long will they be able to keep that up? I mean, we saw um, that there was a whirlwind start that lasted seven minutes at Ibrox, and then you know by by half time Celtic had wrestled control of the game, and then they, they sort of sat back a little bit in the second half. Um, so, you know, the, 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 yeah, I think will it have that? Will it have an impact? I mean, if they go a goal behind, if Celtic get a goal up psychologically, you probably start feeling feeling your legs, whereas you wouldn't have done if you if you go a goal up yourselves, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. that that kind of thing. I mean, don't forget they've got an app. One thing you you not read all week in the press, not mentioned once, is their appalling record at Hamden. It was funny. Postecoglou has won more games at Hamden than this version of Rangers. All right, since 2012, they've only won one game in normal time at Hamden since 2012. Uh, they, they won, they won one uh, again on penalties against ourselves, and they've lost eight. Okay? That, mm-hmm. I mean, that is a, that is a horrendous uh, record. And a lot, of the, a lot of the players have played in quite a few of those games that they've got because, you know, the, the squad turnover for them hasn't been as, as much as, as ours. But, you know, we've, so we've, got, we've got a load of players on the pitch that may have only played at Hamden twice, but they've mm-hmm. won twice and they've won a trophy. So I think that that sort of big game experience, you know, these are small margins maybe, but it's, it's certainly something to uh, to take take some comfort from. Oh, definitely, because as I said at the top of the show, Alan, you know, there was a time not that long ago that we weren't relishing the, the thought of going to Hamden. We are now, we're on a very good run, so it's interesting to see that oh. on the other side, Rangers are not. Yeah, well, our record there is is phenomenal. Um, again, if you, if you if you benchmark the teams from from the, the 2012-13 season, Celtic have won 21 out of 25 games at Hamden. Uh, they've won they've won one on penalties, lost one on penalties, and only lost two, and that was Neil Lennon against Ross County and Inverness, which was a fair a fair while ago. So, 17 undefeated uh, Hamden. So, the the players will be totally comfortable with this game. Okay, now here we go. We've run in a poll. Um, if Celtic win today, will they go on to win the treble? And at the moment, 
um, after quite a few hundred votes, we're sitting at yes, 97%, and no, 3% you can vote on YouTube. Uh, absolutely. Now, Paddy Lavery, great to see you as always, Paddy. Right, PJD, let's go. Yeah, let's go, absolutely. Uh, really keen to get as many of you guys involved in the discussion. 27, Jota to open his Glasgow Derby account. What's your thoughts been on Jota's performances in these big games against Rangers, Alan? Have you been impressed? Do you think he's uh, less of a of an individual in games like this, more of a team player? Yeah, yeah, I think I think so. I mean, the thing with Jota is he needs to get on the ball a lot. Uh, as I've said before, he's he's somebody who thrives in 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 being constantly involved in the game, and obviously in in these games, um, you know, I'm just looking now. Uh, in the game at uh, Ibrox, he only completed like 17 passes. You know, he just wasn't he wasn't really involved in the game. He didn't actually create a lot. But what he did do was he worked tremendously hard again as part of that initial press. And I think a lot of that maybe goes unnoticed. You don't, you don't think of that with him. He, 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 despite his <laughs> despite his good looks and his uh, trendy hair, um, he actually does he does all the dirty stuff. Uh, you know, he, he does his best and works hard for the team actually. So, I think um, I don't I wouldn't say we've seen the best of him in these games in terms of on the ball, um, because as I say, I think he's one of these that the more of the ball he gets during the game, the more the more uh, the more productive he becomes. So when he's not involved so much, I think he. He becomes that that bit less. Uh, whereas Abada, on the other hand, you know, can spring into life. You, you think he's not in the game, and then suddenly there's that little moment where uh, he, he just turns up at the right place at the right time. So interesting, interesting to see how, how he gets on. Um, you know, we, we will, today we'll be wanting him to push Tavernier back. He's their most creative player, and and you want Jota to be taking him up the other end of the park as much as possible. And I think he's capable of doing that if we, if we can get if we can get him on the ball. Mm. You mentioned earlier the the uh, whirlwind seven minutes at Ibrox, and obviously we've seen something completely different at Celtic Park back in February, the beginning of February. Uh, what kind of approach are you expecting? Um, is it going to be Celtic coming out the traps, the other side coming out the traps, or a wee bit more cagey of the day? What do you think, Alan? I, I, don't, I don't imagine it will be cagey. I think um, Van Bronckhorst tried to sit sit in at Celtic Park. And although he was actually, he was, it was a strange combination of he, he went quite bold with two wingers high and wide, but then out of possession, the team sort of sat, sat back in. And Celtic, which just allowed Celtic to completely boss the game, uh, dominate possession and, and really um, drive their wingers back. And they weren't so good at defending uh, when we got the overloads in the wide areas. So what he, what he learned from that was it was at Ibrox, to, as I say, to go this more, this more full press, man to man, almost basketball style. As I say, Derek McInnes did it for years um, uh, with Aberdeen, and, and he used to keep the game pretty tight by mm. doing that. You know, we, Celtic would usually win, but it might be one nil, two one type of thing. So I think they'll repeat that. It's kind of how they played against Braga. It's, it's they've set up with exactly the same side to do that. Um, so it's really whether they believe that, although ultimately that didn't succeed for them uh, at Ibrox, whether it's just a case of doing it better. And similarly for Celtic. You know, Celtic countered that by actually pressing very high themselves. Rogic was pushed right up. It was almost a four-two-four. We left huge spaces in midfield if they'd got the ball into into Ramsey, uh, but they didn't do that. They didn't succeed in doing that again. So there's a lot of risk there if Celtic take the same approach. But you, you can't see Celtic doing anything else but playing very much front foot football. We're not going to sit in. Uh, or, or we might sit in if we get a couple of goals up, like, as we've seen against them, and, and let them come on to us. But it, it won't be to begin with. So it's, it's going to be very interesting as to whether Celtic can impose their pressing style and their aggressive front foot football, or whether 
will get will get bogged down and not be able to get out because of the, you know they're they're effectively you know going man to man all over the pitch and that's kind of how that first twenty minutes was at Ibrox and it was a bit of a mess to be honest uh, until Celtic kind of got got a hold of the game so yeah that's how I think they'll start I, I think they've set up exactly the same way it worked better for them than what they tried at, um, at Celtic Park so logic suggests they'll, they'll try the same thing. Well, you mentioned um, the Wizard of Oz, Tommy Rogic. And uh, interestingly enough, I was wondering when I was watching that rap yesterday outside Celtic Park, if he would say Rogic or uh, Rogic, and he went for the former. Now, the big talking point, one of the big talking points, was whether or not he would start or uh, Matt O'Reilly would start. And I think that during the week, I got a sense from the Axom contributors, the several contributors who are on the show during the week, that we would go for uh, Tommy due to the fact that, that he has he has previous in this fixture um, in the, the not-so-distant past. How difficult is that for Matt O'Reilly to swallow? I, I mean, I think he's an ambitious player. Um, he's made a, a really great impact since he's came in, but his second half performance against St. Johnson was excellent, wasn't it? Oh, it was sensational, actually. Um, so it, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough decision. Um, but I came in my own mind. I came down to what has Rogic done to deserve being dropped, and, and, he, and he can't, he can't say he does. So, and again, I go back to point one. Postecoglou doesn't overcomplicate it. If you're playing well and you're in the team, I suspect you're going to stay in the team. Um, uh, O'Reilly uh, will get minutes. He'll get plenty of minutes. I'm sure he will see at least half an hour today. And uh, I'm sure he'll contribute because the, the kid doesn't seem to have much fear. Uh, and it doesn't matter who he's playing against. He's, he finds a way to influence the game. Mm. I mean, it does come down to a choice. If you look at O'Reilly's data, he's, he's, he's almost twice as effective as Rogic in terms of off the ball, in right. terms of his, de- his defensive work. And then he doesn't, again, a bit like Yota, you know, he's a kind of, you know, he looks a young, fresh-faced lad. You wouldn't think he would put himself around, but he's actually really effective uh, defensively, uh, O'Reilly. But then you just lose a little bit of goal threat, I guess. Uh, Rogic's, slight, Rogic's attacking numbers are slightly better than O'Reilly. There's not a lot in it, really. And given that Riley's 21, Rogic is 29, that shows you the potential that O'Reilly's got. Um, but at the moment, you know, I've got no qualms with that. The manager's playing a team that's in form. He's playing players that are in form. Nobody's let him down. Why would you change it? And I think that it's, I suspect it's as simple as that. Ah, absolutely. And again, it, it strengthens that bench, something that we were crying out for earlier on in the season, mm. um, to bring on an O'Reilly or Kyogo uh, or a few others. But what I'm looking at on that bench and what I'm really chuffed about, I'm thinking that Beaton, we, we weren't aware of any kind of serious injury in, in the last game or leading up to this. So it could be a niggle, it could be some illness. But what we've got on that bench is we've got the return of Chris Julien. I know that he's been back for a while, but he's not really been involved. Kyogo's back. Uh, we've got uh, David Turnbull back, but also James A. Forrest. So all mm-hmm. these guys are coming back, Alan, just at the right time. And you can trust every single one of them. Um, Julien maybe the only one that I've got a wee bit of doubt about because we've not seen enough of him since he's come back but you can trust these guys with their experience and their ability should they be called on as well it's a strong bench isn't it it, it is I mean if, if you in the second half of Celtic to hopefully like, have a lead to maybe you know to, to consolidate then if you're bringing on the likes of you know Forrest Turnbull McCarthy even yeah, and, and definitely you know O'Reilly and then Kyogo you know you're, you're not weakening the team really uh, and in, in some respects, you're 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 solidifying it uh, because the players that I've mentioned are probably in the round a little bit more defensively solid than the 
the players that they might replace. So in some respects, you know, it's a team built to, uh, you know, to, 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 to really cater for any eventuality in the game. Because again, a fresh, a fresh James Forrest, a fresh Kyogo O'Reilly, if, if we need a goal, we're chasing a goal, again, you'd be happy to see any of those come on. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, James A. Forrest, he's one that quite a few people have raised doubts again about James A. Forrest and his future at Celtic. Um, I'm a big fan. And I think last season, you could almost write off James's season last year. But how many players could you say the same um, about as well, Alan? From what I've seen this season, in and out, injuries here and there, really frustrating when he pulls up the way that he did. And, you know, the last time he got injured, you're just thinking, no, again. Um, he's only 30. He's only 30. Where is he contract-wise? Is he like Julien? Has he got another year on his deal? Uh, I think it's another year. I'll... Let me leave that with me. I'll come back to you on that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I honestly don't think that there is a doubt in my mind that we, we get him signed up, he finishes his career at Celtic Park. But I've seen a lot of difference of opinion on that one. Alan, where are you on the James Forrest question? So I think people, as with a lot of debates in uh, in football, and yeah, he's, sorry, he's got a year a year left. It's it's a black and white, and then you never you know you never change your mind. So my my but my view is always. You look at a player on on his merits at that time. So James Forrest has been an absolute you know, legend for Celtic, but but and and therefore you know I, I, and I always support him and always will. But look at the reality of the situation. I know you say he's only thirty, but he's he's been playing for Celtic pretty much since he's been eighteen, nineteen years old. So he's been playing top level football for eleven years. He's a winger, right? He's a player who who relies on fast twitch muscle. Um, you know, he's, he's a speed player that ride on speed a lot. To, he wasn't, he didn't have many tricks. He was going to get by players, and then either you know cut in or get a shot or whatever. Um, and you know, age regression is a real thing. It's not, mm. it's not, it's not a I'm pro or anti James Forrest. It's just recognizing that players will decline with age, and yeah. more so if they're fast wingers. Um, you know, how many fast wingers do you see? You know, it, uh, you know, you come back to the, t- t- take an exception like Ronaldo. Ronaldo stopped being a fast winger. Probably, I can't remember exactly when it was, but it was probably around about the time he was 28, 9, 30 years old and became more of a, a sort of striker. So that's just, that's, and actually I've, I've said in the past that I, I could see Forrest, if, if he wanted to prolong his career at a high level, Perhaps being re- repurposed as a striker in that right. mold, where, where we're not relying on explosive pace over thirty yards, but instead you're relying on pace over five, five or six yards in in the box because he's not mm. a bad finisher. So that could be something. But uh, you know, I, I, I'll 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 refute anyone that says I'm anti Forest because I point out that his performances have been degrading. Because naturally, as I say, he's a thirty year old age regressing winger, and I, and I don't mm. think that's being disrespectful. It's just factual. That's why that's what I do. What I do is to look at the performances. When the performances change, then my opinion changes. It's that simple. Yeah, that, that's that's an interesting one, Alan. Where you're calling <laughs> your opinion on the performances in front of you, and then that changes when they improve. I think we're allowed to do that, are we not? Um, <laughs> I hope so. We have we have on YouTube a wee poll running uh, about five hundred mm-hmm. votes on there at the moment. Right. If Celtic win today, will they go on to win the treble? At the moment, yes, ninety five percent and no, five percent. Interesting. Um, I've spoken about a treble a few times this season and in the last couple of months uh, in particular Alan and it's one of the things that you know we spoke about our expectations this season and uh, Kevin Graham whose opinion I, I utterly respect 
we disagree all the time. He was talking about uh, how we just had to keep within touch and distance of Rangers at Christmas, and um, you know. But I was thinking we we need to win the league. We've got to win the league. There is no other. Um, scenario that we could be facing at the end of the season. It seemed very unlikely, I've got to say, when you looked at the upheaval, you looked at the turnaround in, in players, in and out, but here we are. We're sitting here in control of our own destiny when it comes to the league. Anything can happen in a cup, Alan, of course it can. But again, I think the European endeavours will catch up with, with Rangers. Um, what's your thoughts? I never asked you first time round when I, I brought the poll up. What is your mm. thoughts on that question of Celtic win today? The momentum swing is massive, mm. isn't it? Well, I guess I've got to follow the manager's uh, kind of, uh, you know, example that he set because, you know, I saw an article with uh, Greg Taylor saying that there's no banning of talking about a treble in, in the dressing room. The manager's made it very clear. That's what we're working towards. Mm-hmm. And, and, he's, and, and, he's, he's, and he's very open about it. These are the objectives. I mean, yes, you only take it one game at a time and you don't get ahead of yourself. But, but, but this is what you're working towards. This is your ultimate goal for the season. So why not be open uh, about that? And I think that's a brilliant attitude because it just, re- it just removes a whole set of fear and uncertainty uh, from, from the squad. You know, yeah, you're allowed to talk about it, but you, you, you take every game on its merits. You show the opposition respect. You work hard in training to get to play for that game. And if you do well, then you might get a chance of playing in, in the next game. And, and at the end of the season, look, look at what, what might be on offer. So um, if you look at it logically, again, well, one of the trophies is already in the bag, so one out of three is already there. If you look at the league, six games, six points, sorry, effectively seven points ahead with five games to go. Um, you've got to think Celtic are strong favourites, and then it really does come down to, to, to today in terms of this is this is the biggest variable because if Celtic got through, I imagine, and I don't bet, but I imagine most bookies would have Celtic as strong favourites to beat Hearts. So if you think of it in those terms, logically. It's all there. It's all there for the players. It's there to go and, and claim. And um, this is this may be the, the toughest the toughest hurdle actually. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I think if Celtic play to their strengths, we will win today. It's absolutely glorious to see the Irish striker flying at Celtic Park <laughs> as the team enters the field of play. Uh, and you know what? I'm going back to it. If if we play Angie's game, Alan, for a moment. Uh, we forget about the going to war. We forget about um, the rivalry, and we just play Angie's game. We'll mm-hmm. win that game today, and that—that's the way that I'm kind of looking at this fixture today. Yeah, I mean, I'm—I'm I, I'm by nature pretty cautious, <laughs> and you know, through studying the data, especially, you tend to see um, all sides of it. You tend to see strengths, weaknesses. You know, where are they good? Where are we not so good? You know, I tend to absorb all of that and that tends to give you a perspective that you know yeah but but, but i have to say that um do you you know i, I guess my question i'd ask you is you know, do you trust postacoglu do you trust this group of players and and, and, and and to give to give a consistent performance now that consistent performance which is in line and growing on what they've done over the last few weeks may not guarantee victory because it's a cup match like you said a post, a refereeing decision, an incredible save from the goalkeeper, a 40-yard squiggler, you know, trundling into the corner. All these things can happen uh, and will be amplified in a semi-final where there's, you know, potentially no no coming back from it. So all that being said, you know, what I've what has most impressed me about Postacoglu and this team is the consistency of performance he's now getting. And, and, and I would be astounded if Celtic didn't perform to that level again. Will it be enough? I think I think it will on balance, but no guarantees, but I feel comfort that we'll get that consistency of performance again. 
Yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, looking at the poll, in actual fact, it stayed, I think, at 95% who think Celtic will win the treble if we win today. Let's have a quick look at that. 95%. Yeah, thanks everybody for getting involved on the various platforms that we go out live on. Uh, we hit over 800 there. I know that a lot of people will be watching these games, or this game rather, in pubs. Um, if you weren't lucky enough to get a ticket, Alan, and you and I were not, hence the reason we are here talking about it. But the teams <laughs> are on the park. Um, we have gone over our 30 minutes. Let's go and join the action. Alan and I will be back at half time and hopefully we'll be talking about a great performance in that first half. Thanks everybody for getting involved and thank you to Alan Morrison for joining me once again on a Celtic State of Mind. Phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know it's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com/internet for details. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio is a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Sports Social Podcast Network.